All right, so show of hands, really important survey here. We'll get to this later. <laughs> show of hands, who here loves to binge watch Hallmark Christmas movies? Show of hands. Not as many, come on, you can be honest, not as many as I expected, but there's, it's been quite the, become quite the trend these days is to, uh, to binge those. Um, I'm not as huge of a Hallmark Christmas movie fan, um, I, but uh, <laughs> at least not as some around me. My, uh, my dad and brother especially, they are, and my sister, they love Hallmark Christmas movies, and Ruthie even. So my, I have a seven-year-old daughter, for those who don't know, and she, uh, she told me, she's like, Dad, I can't wait for Christmas so I can watch Hallmark Christmas movies with Grandpa and Uncle Jacob. Like, <laughs> that's what she's excited about. Um, so I don't, I don't like them as much as them, partly because I do, and I just got to offer this little thing, is I think sometimes they, they magnify some ideas or some thoughts about love that are not the healthiest. Like sometimes, you know, like the idea that you have to, it's all about finding your one true companion, like your one, there's like seek, there's person out there and your whole mission is to find them and it's all about compatibility, but reality is it's really more about commitment and trusting the Lord. And sometimes too, I think it kind of makes you feel like you have to be in this like, for it to really work, you got to meet in this where the lights are just right and the snow is falling just right and it's got to be this romantic scene and the truth is it doesn't. But with that said, I do like them some. I think they, I think they are pretty heartwarming sometimes and I think they're, they're pretty fun and and I do think sometimes, especially some of the new storylines, point to, to the reality that love is, is more than just those heartwarming, romantic moments. It's something deeper. And we had our lesson today from 1 Corinthians to help kind of set that tone, to give that reminder of what love is. Now, unfortunately, because these words are so often read at weddings, even these words often can just be sounding, oh, they just sound so beautiful. But the truth is, these words are words for hard times. These words are words that really battle against our sinful heart because they are anti the way we naturally want to live. I mean, just take a look at them again. So love is patient. Who wants to be patient? Who, wa- who loves sitting on the belt line in traffic and going, ah, this is great, I'm going to wait for traffic to get going? No one. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Sometimes we're inclined to be envious, to be boastful, to, to be proud of ourselves. Love is not those things. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. Sometimes we can be rude and self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Did I mention the belt line <laughs> where people are easily angered? Sometimes we are. Love is not. It's very, it's, it's, and when you think about being easily angered, often there's a prompt for that. Love is something that, that really shows up when someone might normally anger you. Here's one. It keeps no record of wrongs. What does that imply? That you're dealing with wrongs. It keeps no record. Love does not delight in evil. There, it's battling against evil. It rejoices with truth. It always protects, which gives the implication sometimes there may be danger. It always trusts, and trust is not easy. It always hopes. It always perseveres, so there's, right in the word persevere, there's a challenge. If you need to persevere, that means that there's a temptation to stop. Love perseveres, and then love never fails. Love is so much more than just the romantic feeling, or it's not just for the heartwarming times. It's really for the hard times. It really 
is something that is not natural for us. But it's exactly this that today we are preparing our hearts to receive. We're preparing our hearts to receive God's love. We're preparing our hearts because we're in a season of preparation. The Advent season is this preparation season. We have these big promises of God that God has come through on and will come through on that we prepare our hearts for. We prepare our hearts for the fact that God the Son took on human flesh and was born a baby at Christmas. And then we prepare our hearts to receive the fact that he came to Jerusalem to die on the cross for our sins. We prepare our hearts this season for the fact that he continues to come into our hearts and to be with us and to dwell with us. And we prepare our hearts for the fact that he's going to come through on that promise to come again and set all things right. As we prepare our hearts for these promises this season, we've been going through these other promises of God too. Because if God comes through on those big promises, he comes through on all of his promises. Promises to give us courage, to give us faith, that he won't let us fall, to give us guidance. And today we're going to prepare our hearts to receive his promise to give us love. It fills you. When you're hungry, dying of thirst, nothing left inside and all alone. You hunger. You wander in a land where there's no food. Dry, empty, and void. But then I come. I am the bread of life. When you come to me, you will be filled. Hunger disappears. You will thirst no more. Come, all who are weary, all who are weak. Draw near to me. I will feed you. I will give you rest. I will come giving bread in the wilderness. Here you will find welcome without end. I won't stop at what you need. No, I will give you so much more. A table filled with plenty. No jar, no plate, no container will be able to hold my gifts to you. I will overflow more than you need. I will satisfy and fulfill. I will delight your soul. It's everlasting. It's overwhelming. It never ends. Love. It's my promise to you. Say the word love, but we sure saw him show what love looks like, didn't we? And we're going to see the same thing in our lesson today. Our lesson today doesn't include the word love, but boy does it show it. And we're going to prepare our hearts to receive that promise from God. Our lesson is Psalm 55, verse 22. It says, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you, and he will never let the righteous fall. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had a lesson from the book of Psalms, and we did some review of how Psalms work and what they're about. We're just going to do a real quick overview of that, um, not spend too much time with it, but just a quick refresher. 
So when you think about the book of Psalms, they are a collection of poems, of songs that are written by a variety of authors, the most prominent one being King David, but also a variety of other authors who all have something in common, and they have something in common that, that we have in common with them as well. That they are all, as people who believe in God, people who were created to have union with God, to live with God, and, and to, to partner with God in this world, but this world became broken. And so we have this exile experience where we are away from home. We see God's beauty in different places and we praise him for it, but we also face challenges and we face enemies and difficulties. And so we look to God to rescue us. We look to God to guide us. And we look to God to make things right. And these Psalms really proclaim that again and again. Now, one of the things, too, we talked about a couple weeks ago and just good to keep in mind is that the Psalms often use... Because they're poetry, they use illustrations and images to really communicate deeper ideas. This is something we do regularly, but the psalms kind of amp it up a bit. So an example we used last week of how we do it regularly is how we'll use the idea of hot and cold to describe a relationship. Someone can give you a cold shoulder or a cold greeting. We use that image or that experience to communicate what's going on there. And then the opposite, someone might give you a warm welcome. The Psalms use these kind of images often to really point us to deeper truths about our God and who he is and how he works. Our psalm today is a psalm from King David, and we can see that he is writing this psalm from a very difficult spot. If you look at verse 2, he says, My thoughts trouble me, and I am distraught. He's got some stuff going on. But then something that makes it even worse is that when you look at verse 13, it says, But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship as we walked with the throng at the house of God. Someone who was supposed to love him, or maybe previously had shown him love, had now betrayed him, or let him down. So he was feeling, experiencing what it is to have love, well, not be love. And it's here out of this place that he writes this lesson. When you think about David writing this lesson, David several times in his life experienced what it was for someone to betray him. You think about when he was younger and how he was a musician and, and King Saul, for, for King Saul, and, and just what a, a blessing he was to Saul, and yet Saul was jealous of him and angry at him. So he had this kind of bit of a betrayal there, but it was later on in his life where he really really experienced this, where his son Absalom actually conspired against him to take the throne from him. And then his trusted advisor, Ahithophel, have fun, use that one this week, that's a fun name, betrayed him and joined Absalom in his efforts. And he felt what it was to, David felt what it was to really be betrayed. David knew this experience, and so he spoke from his heart when he now encourages us, well, to embrace, embrace God's promise of love. Our lesson, it starts off, cast your cares on the Lord. The word cast, with every, whenever we have these words in scripture, there's, there's so many beautiful pictures in the original languages, especially in the Psalms, and, and here in this verse we see it so clearly too. The word cast it's the idea of really just throwing something out. And when you see this word used, it's the idea of really just discarding something. Like, so it's not like I'm going to throw like a football out. I mean, that could work, I suppose. But it's the idea of just like throwing out the trash or just letting go of something. 
And so here the encouragement is to cast, to toss out your cares, or more literally, it says, what is given to you? What's been given to you? Now, the context of this word is often used, then goes on to describe things that are hard or difficult, which is why it's often translated as cares or burdens. But it's the idea of something has been given to you. And so I want to ask you this morning to consider what has life given to you? What have you received in life recently? Start thinking about that, but let's talk about the next couple of words, and we're going to pull it together. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. The word sustain most literally means to keep in. He's going to hold in. So you think about maybe like a dam that holds back the water. That was something that was, when we traveled with the youth trip to southern Utah this last summer, such a unique thing to see all these reservoirs all over. As a Midwest, you know, born and raised Midwesterner, it's not something that I saw a lot. But down there, you see often where they dam up these rivers and, and have these big reservoirs. That kind of idea of something keeping in, holding back. Or maybe here's another way to, to think about it. Let me pull my handy-dandy card out here. And, see, I'm going to need a little bit of help. Who can I? Hunter, you can help me out here a little bit. Okay. All right. You can sit down. I'm not going to put you too much on the spot. I'm just going to need you to hand me some things as we go, okay? Just a moment ago, I asked you to think about what has life given to you recently? So keep thinking about that. What has life given to you? What are some things? Maybe let's start with some good things. What have you received in life lately or just in general? Maybe let me get you started. Can you, you've, you've, given, you've, been, you've received life as a whole, right? You're alive. Can you give me one of those balls? All right. You received life. That's something. Okay, very good. All right. Let's see. Um, health. That's something. All right, that's a good thing. Let's see. Um, uh, faith, right? That, let's give a big ball for faith. That's a big one. That deserves, yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's do, you've received mental health like happiness and things like that. Okay, very good. All right, I'm kind of getting us started. What other things have we received lately in life, or just overall in life? Family, all right. And let's be more specific maybe because, let's see, we've got maybe that's our spouse. What else maybe? Kids. Well, I guess we should go the other direction too. Parents. Okay, all right, very good. Let's see, what other things? French friends, all right, can you hand me up? Yeah, okay. Grandchildren, all right, and another? Okay, all right, very good, okay. All right, let's see what other, what other things. Let's maybe go to things that are not, maybe not great, but not bad. Well, music, I think music's great, especially the music we have from this band called Kingsfold. If you've heard of them, they're fantastic. All right, okay, here we go. All right, let's see, okay. All right. Others? Other things? A job. That's more awesome. All right. I need another here. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. All right. Any others? How's your home? Okay. Very good. All right. Okay. Others? School? Yeah. All right. Add that up here. Okay. Boy, this is harder than I thought. Okay. All right. Now let's go. What kind of... Well, wait a minute. Let's add a couple things on here. How about... It was school, Christmas programs. How about sports? All right. How about, um, 
What's that? Good food. Okay, very good. All right. Yeah, thanks for the small one. Okay, good. Okay, how about um, Christmas parties? These are good things. Okay. All right. Oh, man. I I dropped. Can you hand it to me? Oh, no, I dropped another. Can you hand it to me? All right. Okay. All right. Let's go now to the... How about some hard things? I need it back. I need it. Because I don't want to drop anything, right? I don't want to lose anything. What? Oh. All right, I'm, I might be at my limit already. All right, let's see. I gotta, I know, I'm going to need a bigger ball, I think. Okay, give me a hard one. Something hard you've been given recently, yeah. Death. Death, yeah. Yeah. Stella's grandma just passed away. My uncle passed away. Maybe you've had other loved ones who've passed away. I know there have been some recently. Yeah, others. Poor health. Yeah, all right, give me one of those. Okay. Oh, I just dropped another one again. Okay. Any others? Cancer. Cancer is one. All right, give me another. Okay. All right. Okay. See, you can't, I can't hold them all. How about, let's just do one more. Family drama. Oh, no, I even lost my mic. All right. Man, life gives us so much, it's really hard to hold it all ourselves, right? I've been dropping the ball plenty already. And started with the good things partly because sometimes I think we just like see the, the, the bad things the enemy gives us, right? But the truth is, I wonder sometimes if he gives us so many good things that when the bad things come along, our hands are already full. You know? We've got all these good things, especially Christmas, parties, different things going on. We're already loaded, and then, and then there's this big bomb dropped on us, something really hard, and we just have no capacity to handle it. But then here, the beauty is, while we can't keep it all in, all right, here we go. Oh, can I get those other ones that fell too? Whew. Yeah, thanks. That's better. He can. He can keep it. Keep it all in his hands. He can keep us in because he's the one who loves us. And we can trust it to him. We can literally just cast our cares upon him because he will keep it in. Because he is a God who has promised to love us. You can sit back by your family now. Thanks, man. That was good. He's promised to love us, and it's just, it's so good to be able to just put it there. But then here's a follow-up question is, is why, why, why do we hesitate to do this? Because I don't know about you, but I like, I know I can cast them on God, but you know what I tend to do? All right, let's see. I better take care of the family, and I got to take care of Christmas, and I got to take care of this, and yeah, I got some pain. I got some things going on, but I don't need to tell anybody about it. I got this. I got, um, all right, I got to take care of the stuff at the church. I got, all right, this thing I'm struggling with, but I got to hold it, and you know, I just pull it back out. Anybody else? Now, why? Why do we do that? Part of it might be because of pride, because of sinful pride, because we want to do it ourselves. 
You know, our sinful nature is we want to be our own gods, and we want to, we got, we want to try to figure it out. That's, that's part of it. It's maybe because we, you know, we struggle with unbelief, and maybe we don't trust God. That could be part of it. There's another thing we should too think about, too, in this psalm. We're coming from the perspective of David. Is David had people who he loved betray him, Right? People who he trusted to help him through life turn their back on him. And something we need to be real with, too, is sometimes we have a hard time letting go and being helped because life has taught us that we can't. You know, like maybe, maybe over here I said, all right, can you help me hold this? You know, and can you take, can you take a couple of these? And maybe that person, instead of helping you hold it, just, <laughs> did I hit you, buddy? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tossed it to the side. Or dropped it, or maybe they just, maybe I said, all right, can you hang on to that for me? And then they just, they left. And they went away. Sometimes life has kind of taught us that we can't entrust things to other people. And, and sometimes, and just to clarify, is, is no person can hold on to all of your things like God can. Let's just be clear with that. Sometimes we feel betrayed, and we need to double-check our expectations, that perhaps we were expecting somebody to do too much that they weren't supposed to do. We need to be, be clear with that. Because no person is God, no person fulfills you, no person can be all your everything. That's God's job. But we do expect, it is right to expect loved ones to help us through life, to be there with us, and sometimes they do drop it. Sometimes the reason why we struggle to hand off our things to God is not because other people have dropped the ball for us, but because, let's be real, we have sometimes dropped the ball for others. Or perhaps we know God has called us to do some things and we have not done it. So how can I put something in his hands when I won't take in my hands what he wants to give to me? There are many reasons why. Oh, and there's one. One that we have to talk about too that's it's a hard one. Is sometimes we're hesitant to put things in God's hands because maybe we have felt in the past like God has dropped the ball. Sometimes we can feel that way. Where we asked him for something and he didn't do it. We were trusting him with something and it fell through. So what do we do with that? And a couple weeks ago in our lesson from Psalm, we talked a bit about part of what, what we do with that. Part about the reality that we live in a sinful, broken world where things happen. And so if you want to, if you need to review that, I encourage you to go back and do it. But for today, Perhaps know this, that things, God's promises in this world were never that things aren't going to be broken, that it's not ever going to look like a ball is going to drop. We live in a sinful, broken world. These things happen. But know this, that love is not for just the good times, right? Love is for when it seems like the ball drops. Love is for when it seems like you've got too much to handle. Love is for those times when somebody has let you down or you've let someone down. This is when love shows up. 
And so when you are in these points and you're having such a hard time letting go, this is when you can see the love of God. And this season is here to prepare you for that love. We had a gospel lesson today where Jesus, there's this beautiful thing. He's reflecting a bit during his prayer. And he's expressing something. He says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me. Just want to let that sink for a minute. Sometimes when life is hard, the biggest thing we need is just someone to be there. And what is Jesus' desire? Why did he come? To be with you. Or so you could be with him. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in, in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. His whole life and ministry was to show you the love of God. And so you could experience the love of God. And this season of the year is where we see that God has proven it. Because he came through on his promise to send his son. And his son came through on the promise to go to a cross for you. Sometimes we don't know why things happen the way that they do, and we might say, God, didn't you drop the ball there? Well, the fact that Jesus went to the cross lets us know that he did not. Because if he was willing to die for you, and if he could turn death into resurrection, there's no ball that he will drop. And you can know that he will come to your heart now and work in your heart, and he is here with you whenever you've got so much going on. And that he will come again to set it all right. Because he has promised you love. He will never let you, excuse me, let the righteous, which is you through faith in Christ. He'll never let you fall. It's one of those things, in the English translation it gets missed. There's a beautiful picture here. The word where it says never, it literally describes that which is concealed. Or like the vanishing point. You know, if you've been, like, say, hiking on a trail, and there's a bend, and you get there, and you, there's that point in the future where you can't see past it. When I'm hiking, that's exciting. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's around the bend. I want, I want to see what's over there. In life, when there's a bend and you can't see around it, often, how does it feel? Terrifying, right? That's part of why, even for someone who knows Christ, death is still scary because we've never been there before. And that's also part of why we worry about tomorrow, because we don't know exactly what waits around the bend. We don't even know what waits at home when we get back after church sometimes. There are bends all over we can't see around. The comfort of this verse is that even past the vanishing point, he'll never let the righteous fall. This is a word we had two weeks ago. More accurate translation would be totter, back and forth. He will provide stable footing for you to walk on. Around the bend, you can't see what's there, but he's going to be there, and he's going to go with you every single step. Why? Because he has promised you love. Whatever it is today, whatever it is going forward, when you feel, when you start adding up all the things of life, because we're going to, life's going to add up, and when you start hanging on to it, my prayer is that the Spirit might remind you of this verse. That when life gives you so much, you can cast it. Oh, I missed that one. I better put it in the right spot. There we go. You can cast it. You can cast whatever it is. If it's 
all of the good things plus some bad things, if it's questions about God's love, it's feelings of betrayal, if it's feelings of guilt, if it's fear about what's beyond that vanishing point, whatever it is, you can cast it. Why? Because God comes through on his promise. He came through on his promise to send Jesus. He came through on his promise to die for your sins. He came, comes through on his promise to be here with you today, and he will come through on his promise to come again because we have a God who has promised and always comes through on that promise to give us love. 